This is Disabled Girls Who Lift. We are reclaiming what's rightfully ours one podcast at a time. It's Mary Beth, Chloe, and Marcia bringing you the thoughts and unpopular topics to get you out of that ableist comfort zone. Welcome to another episode of Disabled Girls Who Lift. Today we have one host, myself, Marcia from South Florida, and a very special guest, Miss Dana from also South Florida. And I know Dana because we bumped into each other's circles every once in a while over and over again. And somehow along the line, I started doing Strongman. She does Strongman. I have autoimmune issues. She has autoimmune issues. And somewhere along the line, she was like, hey, you want to coach me? And I was like, ah, all right. (laughs) And here we are. So she's joining us on this episode as we talk about how to navigate the fitness space as a newbie with a chronic illness, with a disability, or just generally a woman, a vagina haver, or whatever, whatever, what have you, trying to get into lifting weights. So Dana, thanks for coming. Thank you. Hi. So how do we even decide what we want to do? We want to move. We want to do something. What are we going to do? So there's tons of stuff out there. You could do Olympic weightlifting. You could do powerlifting, strongman. You as far as like just any sport. Any sport, really. You want to touch some weights and get strong. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different avenues for it. So what did you actually start with, Dana? I started with CrossFit. Um, before CrossFit, I think there were so many times that I tried, uh, going into like an LA fitness and doing the whole, I want to get toned. I want to lose weight. I want to do this. And, um, I didn't have specific goals. It was a lot of starting and stopping, starting and stopping. Um, so I think, uh, maybe two, three years ago, I decided to do CrossFit, um, just because I want it to be more athletic. It's something that I had not been in in my entire life. And so I wanted to try something new. And um, yeah, I started with CrossFit. I loved the group environment and I loved moving and pushing myself to do different things. Um, And I think that was kind of like the gateway drug into Strongman. The gateway drug. Yeah, CrossFit seems to be the gateway drug for a lot of things. Yeah. But um, the, I think that also the story of your start is how a lot of us start, right? We're like, oh, I want to be toned. Mm-hmm. I want to be fit. I want abs. But it's like, first of all, toned isn't even real. What is that? You know what? <laughs> it's just, it, it toned is what people sell to us in magazines. You know, and so it becomes something it become it becomes something that women primarily men to strive to achieve. And you don't know any better. And I get it. Some people want to look a certain way and that's completely fine. Um, and for some people, it does work. Honestly, it it doesn't matter what you do as long as you do something and you're consistent with it. And um I think when I started, I honestly, I think when I started Strongman um, is when I really started um, 
letting go of the image of what I want it to look like and more of the what I want to feel like. And through that uh, progress, I started seeing my body change. And it's funny because when I was going to the gym, I had this idea in my head of what I wanted my body to look like. Um, and my body currently does not look like that. I'm, I'm more <laughs> yeah. muscular and, you know, I'm, I'm a thicker girl, but I love it. Like I love myself so much because I can do certain things that I could not do before. And I look stronger. Like you can look at me and you can see that I'm stronger. So for me, it's like, that was more realistic than, I want to look like, you know, a model. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't we don't have to do <laughs> Which that. Which models no. can always look different ways, different sizes, shapes, but you know what I mean, like that whole like slender and yeah, slender like, no thigh gap. Uh, you know, I'm only eating smoothies and salads and like a, like there's a whole lifestyle assorted with that eat this not that that oh, whole yeah. You know, the cosmopolitan quizzes and all of that good stuff. There's like an actual program called Eat This and Not That. Yep. (laughs) That really exists. It really exists. For what? And why are they selling this to us? Like, what? Like, people are making money off of us Mm -hmm. hating our bodies and obsessing over what it looks like instead of saying, like, you know what? Let me just find out what my body can do. Exactly. And I think that's where your gears do shift and that keeps you uh, motivated longer because it's so much easier for me to achieve a five pound PR than a five pound fat loss. Like it's real. I can actually see it. It's like the number changes. And that's something that like, if it becomes almost tangible, you, you use that motivation to keep going versus, you know, five pounds, I want to lose five pounds. Yeah, you'll notice certain things, but it's never enough and you re- really can never measure it. And I don't know. I just think uh, strength-based goals are more realistic um, than body image goals. Yeah, because you're basing if, – if you show up and you're like, okay, I have this health issue or I have that or I'd like to have a little bit less fat on my frame and that's where it ended, cool. But that's not where it ends. Nope. We know that's not where it ends. It's, mm-hmm. oh, well, I saw this girl on TV and she looks this slim and, oh, my gosh, I have a thigh gap or when I put, I want to wear skinny jeans and not have love handles. Mm-hmm. There's always that extra. So if you keep chasing the look, even if you get anywhere close to the look, you're still going to be empty because the, yeah. the problem of hating yourself is still there. It's still a problem. And then it, you become unhealthy. Like You're not... It's just such a, I don't want to say an empty goal because I don't want to take away that goal from people because people still have that goal and if that's what they want to do, they have every right to pursue it. But it's just a goal that really doesn't lead to anything better because no matter what, you're going to look in the mirror and you're still going to find something wrong. Exactly. And that's where I started also way back when was um, group fitness classes, doing spinning, cardio classes. I didn't do any weightlifting. I didn't touch the bar. The gym was too scary. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't go in that section whatsoever until I just walked by someone talking about putting on muscle. And I was like, you know what? I could put on some muscle. 
And look at you now. And look at me now. All the muscles. <laughs> That's all it takes. And, you know, you, nobody's saying that you have to be a hardcore powerlifter that competes or a strong man that's like, you know, you don't have to go pro strong man. It doesn't have to be your aim, but just try a little bit of, of everything. Pick up a barbell, throw it around, and find the variation that suits you. And then yeah. you get a little stronger, then then you'll be hooked. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's, that's the process. And that's why I think CrossFit is so, um, it's like a foundation because you come in usually like I never had exercised before really and so I walked into CrossFit and then all of a sudden I'm doing all these different things um like touching a barbell I never had touched a barbell before and um you kind of start like learning different things and I I personally got really lucky because we had a strongman coach at the gym which was my first coach, Coach John. Um, and he would always kind of make fun of CrossFit because CrossFit does have this mentality where it's, you have to do the most all the time. And you don't th- take into consideration recovery, and re- recovery being the big one. Yeah. Um, and he kind of guided me... Um, into you know more powerlifting moves like you know hey let's work on your deadlift and I noticed that it was something that my body responded to a lot better um, and because my body was responding to it better um, I enjoyed it more and I wanted to do it longer and by my body responding better what I mean by that is um, it wasn't hurting me as much so I was able to do certain things that I couldn't do at CrossFit because I, the whole time I was just trying to keep up with everybody right. else. And I was hurting myself. Um, and so th- I that's how I entered the strongman uh, world. And, you know, I was really lucky to have Coach John. And um, I, just, I mean, I learned so much and I ended up loving it. And, you know... I had access to social media, so I was able to follow other women that were doing it. And then I met up with you guys when we did the the event at 1401. Um, and it just, like, it started growing. It started growing. I was like, oh, man, there's actually people out there that do this. More importantly, women that are out there that do this. And then it's just like constantly finding these new groups of people that do it. So it's like now there's people that maybe aren't, you know, um, may have some limitations and challenges and they're still doing it. Yeah. So it's very like it it just it's constantly motivating uh, to see that and to find these little niches. Yeah, it's awesome. And I think the the great thing is that now we have social media and now we can find other people and, you know, we exist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We actually exist. Um, But I think you touched on a lot of things that are very important for someone that's new to any sort of lifting sport is, number one, you're not going to know what to do. So you need some sort of program to follow. Yeah. And if you can't pay somebody, okay, fine. We're not paying anybody. Fine. But you can go online and you can find some fill-in-the-blank starter program for free. There's, like, the Internet is vast. Google is free. Yeah. You know, you could find so many things to start with. The more important part, I think, than anything is just finding a gym. 
Yeah, that that is actually something that I'm dealing with right now. Um, because one equipment is very specialized for strongman. And even though, um, we've been doing a pretty good job at modifying everything, uh, sometimes you just, you can't modify certain, uh, lifts. So I'm kind of like in between a CrossFit gym, um, and a strength based gym. So I kind of right now drop into both. Uh, based on what you programmed for me that day. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and it, it works for now. It's not ideal. Um, I like having a home gym, but, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. As long as you can find a place where at least you don't feel like it's toxic, that you feel like safe, that you could go there and just do your thing, focus on your weights, not worry about anybody saying talking shit not worry about you know being harassed by anyone not worrying about the gym owner telling you to stop slamming the barbells oh my gosh yeah because <laughs> all of those things are very real like and I respect not... gyms that have their certain rules and stuff that's totally fine I just I don't like it I'm very open to feedback let me start there open super open to feedback but sometimes people come especially men when they see women they mm-hmm. feel like they have to mansplain every single lift. Oh, you should do this. You should do that. Even when I post my videos on Instagram, oh, you shouldn't do that with the bar. And it's like, you don't even know what I'm trying to do. I appreciate the feedback. Um, but it's like, I know you're pulling this out of your butt. Yeah, I didn't I didn't send for you. You're, I'm not paying you, sir. Exactly. <laughs> Kindly step to coach. the side. <laughs> and if my coach gave me the, great, the, the go ahead, then I'm good. It is a pretty intimidating thing to go into that space and have that kind of ready for you in your mind. Like, oh, this is what I'm going to do when I'm going to go lift. Like, you're not going to want to go. No, no. Very true. And I'm very lucky that I have a gym that's strength oriented and we have strongman implements. And when you go there, nobody gives a shit. You know, nobody, there's no clicks and there's no drama and I'm I'm very lucky for that. You you mm. might have to you might have to drive a little bit. You might have to drive. But yeah. To actually have a home gym or at least find a community where you feel like you can grow, it's worth it. I mean, I drive half an hour, and to me, it's nothing for what I'm getting. Absolutely fine. Sure, I'll hop on the highway. But I talk to people around me, and I tell them, Oh yeah, you could try out my gym. It's um, about 30 minutes from there. They go, What? What? Why are you driving 30 minutes? This is LA Fitness on every corner, <laughs> sir. Oh, but that's, that's when you start. When I started, I also kind of was like, uh, I'm not driving more than 10 minutes for a gym. And now that I'm as involved with training, I drive to you and that's like an hour drive. Yeah, it's not unheard of. And I'm happy. I'm happy doing it. I'm like, yeah, because for me, it's like, man, I get to train with Marcia. I get to do this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. Like, I'm excited to do it. Exactly. It's worth it because the value of what you're going to get in return is going to be way better than if you drove 10 minutes down the street to LA Fitness to have some hexagon plates with the the rack that you have to walk a mile out of so that you can actually squat to your depth. Watching the guys (laughs) do the curls and the squat racks. Yeah, it's. It's not a it's not a good look. It's not a good look. So trust me, people, if you're out there and you're like, I don't want to drive, you just just take 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 that L. Yeah. Because the W's after will be worth more. Just do it. Just drive a little bit. Yeah. You 100%. know. 
Google it, social media it, whatever. You can find a place. And I also think besides finding the gym, obviously finding out. So let's say you find some program or let's say. Yeah. Okay. Let's say you're brand new, brand new, Mm -hmm. straight out of the gate. You found a program. You're going to do something you found online. How do you figure out, okay, am I doing too much or too little for me? See, I learned that through you where I was doing way too much before, way too much. And um, I went through some periods of fatigue where I was just tired and I could not understand why. And um, when you and I started working together, I learned the concept of listening to my body and thinking about what I feel after my training, before my training, during my training, like actually paying attention to my body's reactions. And um, I don't think I would have ever learned that had I not met you and related to you and kind of paying attention to you and what you would do and not do and how you would train and stuff and being able to say like, I kind of feel like that sometimes too. Maybe I should do less or maybe I should try that. And um, unfortunately that's not something that you're going to get with an online program. That's, you know, like cookie cutter program. Um, That's something that you're going to get through an individual that is like yourself. And, um, I, that that's kind of like a hit or miss type of things. You know, a lot of people aren't lucky enough to be able to pay somebody or don't right. have funds to pay somebody or don't know anybody that can do it. Like if, if I had another coach that had no autoimmune issues or no type of limitations, they'd probably be like, what the hell are you doing? Like, <laughs> You know, like they would, yeah, like twice as much. Like, why are you not lifting? It's so. It's like if I had that, then I I would feel like a failure. I would feel like maybe this isn't meant for me. But now that you and I are working together, it's like, oh no, I just needed to make these little tweaks and make these little changes, and I can actually do this. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point too. Is if you, let's say you do have the funds and you do try to get a coach. You know, besides the fact that you want to make sure this isn't just some random dude on the street that just, like, downloaded somebody else's programs, mm-hmm. slapped their name on it. Besides, you know, making sure that they're qualified to say and do the things they could do, like, you you guys have to be in a relationship. Like, you're yeah. paying them. It's a relationship. And if they don't get you and what you want to do, it's not going to go anywhere. And if you can't be transparent in trying to figure out that nuance of this is what I need, I need you to give it to me, it's it's not going to go anywhere. And you're going to be not only losing out on money, but losing out on yourself. Because like you said, you're going to feel like you're the failure. Like, okay, something wrong with me? I think that uh, something that might help people when they're looking potentially for a coach, say, okay, you have the funds, you're looking for a coach. It'll be helpful if you look for a coach that um, embraces or kind of is your goal. So when I asked you to coach me, one, obviously because of the relationship we had and whatnot, but I was, I was more like, I want to be like her one day. 
I want to be able to lift that type of weight. I want to be able to do what she's doing. And so that helped me make that decision because it, you got there some way, somehow. So you know the path. Right. And you're going to share that path with me and we're going to do it together. So maybe finding a coach that you kind of look up to, a person that you look up to, and you're like, I want to be able to do what they do. Maybe that would be a good coach for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Somebody you can actually relate to, somebody you can actually talk to that obviously respects what you want. Because there there are people out here that will be just straight up unprofessional and they will fat shame you or, you know, ignore you or they won't get back to your calls or they'll promise you I'll look at your videos every day or something like that and they don't or whatever it is. Exactly. And like, like all of those shortcomings and pitfalls, like they're not, it's not, it's not okay. If that's not somebody you aspire to be, if that's not the kind of thing that you would want to do, then yeah, you like, shouldn't accept it either. I think a lot of coaches get stuck in that mentality where they have to roughhouse their athletes and be like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Stop being, you know, this and that. And for some people it works. For some people it works and that's totally fine. For me... Uh, it doesn't work. It really just, it, it doesn't work. And I, huh? <laughs> not effective. Yeah, it's not <laughs> as effective. Even though, like, it's not to say that you're nice. Because yeah. you, you keep it 100% with me. And I appreciate that. And sometimes when I read certain comments, I feel a little pain in my chest. But I need that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, ouch. <laughs> I, I need that. I need somebody that's direct. And for me, it just works when somebody's a little bit more of like, okay, but you need to do this or you didn't do that versus just pick up the bar and do it. You can do it. Come on. Yeah. It's like, I yeah. need somebody to explain it to me to just make it easy for me to understand. And that's what works for me. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's also why I do my own programming and, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a gym where people are there and I can have eyes on me because it's not to say I'm going to do everything perfectly. Mm -hmm. But at, at least coach wise, and you know, I haven't found anyone that can do that for me. I haven't. I haven't found anyone that could that I could say, hey, look, um, you programmed like 30 squats today. Like, I can't do that many reps. Like, I haven't found someone that's like, oh, okay, why is that? How do you feel today? What do you think you could do? Are you sleeping well? Are you drinking water? How'd you feel last week? Like, no. No. And that's <laughs> that doesn't why I, happen. Yeah, that's why I, I consider myself to be so lucky because you understand if you understand if I tell you, hey, I couldn't do this today. It's not because I was slacking or whatever. It's because you know that I've hit a wall that day. Um... And for whatever reason, I couldn't do it. Or like when I got sick for like a month and a half or whatnot, right. that I just, I, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't push myself. So it's like having somebody that can understand you and not get frustrated with you. Cause I'm sure as a coach, it's probably frustrating to have an athlete be like, oh, well, yeah, I can't work out this week because right. I'm sick. Especially if they don't understand why. So if they don't understand it. I'm sure that that's probably a pitfall. And then if you if you need an actual adaptation, if you need to make adaptations, if you physically need to change things, and you want to have a coach or be in a gym like that, that gym or that coach has to be open and, and available. You know, mm -hmm. if 
if you're if you're visually impaired and you need somebody to place a box here and there and move this and that and and nobody wants to help you okay next gym next coach yeah yeah you know yeah. If, if you're with somebody who's just you know asking you how much weight you want to lose and that's not what you're working on right now okay next gym next coach even though I feel like I, I walk into gyms and again strongman isn't like a big popular sport no, up here no, in, no. in West Ball. No, so I feel like. like everybody looks at me like, what the hell is she doing? Like, <laughs> what is she doing? And doing? yeah, but um, like the the one gym that I'm going to, the strength based gym that I go to, the guy's really smart, very technical. And he does give me certain pointers when he sees me doing certain movements. He's like, hey, maybe try this or hey, maybe try that. Or if he doesn't really understand the lift that I'm doing, like they actually put the effort into trying the lift and seeing right. how their body feels and be like, hmm, maybe you can try this or maybe you can try that. And that's for me invaluable because you're not there. So yeah. it's like it's hard for me to get instant feedback to help me with that lift so yeah, in that moment exactly so you know it's nice to be in a gym where you have where the owner or the coach or whatever um is there paying attention to all of the athletes equally whether you're doing their program or not right right and that's that's how you know you found the right gym is that <laughs> you walked in and it doesn't matter if People, if it's men, women, old, young, whatever, everybody in there just wants you to train and they just want you to, to succeed. Yeah, and if yeah, you yeah. could find, if you if you are lucky enough to find out a commercial gym around the corner, cool. But if you don't, get in the car and <laughs> keep looking. <laughs> just no. keep looking. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I mean, I, I'll hit up a commercial gym. I'll hit yeah, one of those global gyms. But, man, that's like my last worst case scenario no that's not my life anymore I, I personally can't do it and the the other thing that bothers me a lot when it comes to fitness professionals is people that are doing things that they're not qualified to do you know you see like a so like a strength coach maybe you don't really have to like legally you anybody could say that right there's no like maybe they have a cscs maybe they have a personal training license maybe they have like an exercise science bachelor's, there's nothing for that. But, you know, fine, that's cool. You could look at their Instagram, you could talk to their clients, and you could figure it out. This person knows what they're talking about. But then they go and turn around and say, oh, I do nutrition coaching. Um, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> people go to school for that. Yeah, there's a lot of people that kind of just come out and they're um, they just automatically think they could. Like somebody came up to me. And asked me, hey, would you be interested in teaching some strongman classes? And I was like, heck no. Like, <laughs> I just <are> arrived. <laughs> like, absolutely not. Do you know how much knowledge I would have to have to be able to, like, I know what I'm doing. Um, but, and I, if somebody came up and it's like, hey, I want to work out with you, I'll help them. And I'll just repeat what you tell me. <laughs> You know, but, like, actually teaching people, like, no, like, you have to have studied for it in some way, shape, or form, whether it's an online course, whatever, study it, actually practice it for years, not a few months, but years, become proficient in it, and then maybe you can teach a class, but some people are just too quick because they learn the basics, they're like, okay, I know how to squat, I can teach 
Yeah. Yeah. Some and people it, follow a couple accounts online, and next thing you know, oh, I'm a corrective exercise specialist. Yeah. Like, excuse me. Like, people <laughs> go to school for this. No, you're not. <laughs> exactly. And it's okay to start somewhere, but like, start with your friends and family. Show their progress. Like, you have to start somewhere, but just don't take that title and then all of a sudden put yourself out there. And now you have people paying you. And you can seriously fuck somebody up. Yeah. Like, you don't want that kind of responsibility. Not at all. And and people will pay them because there's... It's, it's not always easy to vet this. You know, just because somebody... You know, like, I lift... I, I lift a, a fairly respectable amount of weights, right? But that alone doesn't make me qualified to coach somebody. And I mean, if I have, okay, I have, you know, 5,000 followers on Instagram, I'm sort of popular. Like, that alone doesn't make me qualified. So you, you do have to dig a little deeper and, like, see what people are actually doing and what are they saying and how are they treating people around them. Or, like, how long have they been lifting and... honestly that is a really good way it's just how long have they been lifting because in order for you to be able to do this for a long time you have to be able to do it right you know like yeah you're not going to last very long if you're doing if you're not eating right if you're not recovering right if you're not doing the movement right you're going to hurt yourself get tired Mm -hmm. of it lose motivation so if you've been doing it for a long time obviously there's something that you're doing right so longevity might be one of those things you look at. Like, how long have they been doing this specific sport? Definitely a good point. And then if you can't afford the coach, we could go back to that. I mean, there are people that do things that are, you know, not a full on. Okay, let's say you get a cookie cutter program because that's what you could afford. Fine. Yeah. You know, there are people that do video critiques. You could just say, like, mm, I feel like my deadlift isn't great. And you could pay somebody whatever the rate is, depending on whoever it is, and they could just give you pointers right there just to have, you know, like a trained eye on you. Yeah, like um, my daughter who got into powerlifting about a year ago, um, college student, she can't afford programming. She can't afford a one-on-one or anything like that. So she ended up buying um, the Meg Squats. Uh, powerlifting program she's a very reputable person on on Instagram she's been doing this for a long time lots of great videos information I trust her enough to let my daughter sign up for that and it gives her guidance and it gives her motivation and it kind of like just gives her what she needs right now to be able to continue to move and lift and she's right now in like the very beginning phase of it so it's good for her needs right now. Eventually, if she wants to get more serious about it, then, yeah, she's going to have to make some sacrifices and definitely save up some money and whatnot. But there are some good programs out there that you can participate in. You just have to put the time and effort into researching it, Googling it, understanding it, um, which is what I do all the time. Today, right. with the tire flip, you know, I was sitting there between my rest periods looking at videos to see what people are doing to flip a damn tire. <laughs> yeah. And so it's yeah. like you just have to be able to put or have enough curiosity to do that. Yeah. And and when you take the goal of away from this is how I want to look and this to this is what I want to do, that'll come naturally. Mm-hmm. Because once you once you're actually investing in yourself, 
you know, that the rest of that will come naturally because you, you want to succeed. You know, it's like if you have acne, you spend every day looking up the right kind of face products and looking up these skincare routines and, and you try different things and you do this and that. That comes naturally to you. Like, you're not yep. going to look at anybody and be like, oh, oh that's too much work. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, if you want it that bad, you'll put in the work. You'll, you'll, you'll put in the work. You'll figure it out. The other thing I do want to mention, too, is that people think that you have to look like if you want to sign up and do a meet, just sign up and do the meet. You don't have to look like anything. You don't have to be a certain amount of strong. Like if you have a body, you're an athlete. Welcome. Yeah, (laughs) it's really that simple. Yeah, I think that I suffered from that for a little bit where I felt that I did not look a certain way and so it's like people are gonna laugh at me or whatever um because I'm, I'm a really curvy girl I'm short and I'm curvy and so mm-hmm. it's like I don't have your typical athletic body but again finding that community and that I think that's also why I love strongman so much is because there's so many different people yeah. So many different There's sizes. So many different shapes and sizes. Yeah. And definitely. And so you see that. And I feel that that was the moment where I was like, oh, my gosh, like th- these are my people because everybody looks so different that it just it was amazing to me. And so I felt like, hey, I look different, too. So we're all going to look different together. <laughs> yeah, this is fine. <laughs> yeah. So it just yeah, it just I, I I don't know why we do that to ourselves, but we do that to ourselves. And it's okay. You learn from it. You grow for it. You just have to find the right people. And you have to find your your community. And it gets easier. You know, it's yeah. like body acceptance. And it takes time. It takes time. And it's a process. I mean, mm-hmm. you could love yourself 29 days out of the month. And then on the last day, you hate yourself. That's fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's cool. It's not a big deal. It's going to be a whole, a whole, a whole process. And when you first get started and everything's new and exciting and you get those newbie gains and your strength climbs, you know, in a couple months and then all of a sudden doesn't climb as much. Yeah. You still have to keep going. Yeah, I I feel I still benefit from the newbie gains. Um, (laughs) I I really do. Um, And I'm taking full advantage of them. But, yeah, it's going to get to a point where gains are going to come in longer periods of time and it's going to just get it's never going to get easier um but I love the sport enough to where I'm in it yeah this is it I'm here to stay exactly (laughs) and I think that there's also the measure of like you know, what are you doing it for? So besides the body, besides trying to figure out, like, this is what my body can do, and I like it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I lose weight or if I don't lose weight, you know, if I accept how my body is, whatever. But then there's still that extra level to it of, okay, but what are you doing it for? What is your goal out of this? Like, is this just another thing for you to obsess over? Like, did you just replace, you know, obsessing over one thing in an unhealthy way to now you're going to obsess over this thing in an unhealthy way? Because you also have to be careful with that. There are people that come into this and, you know, let's say they have eating disorders they're recovering from or, you know, let's say there's mental health issues and they cling on to cutting body weight drastically. 
you yeah. know, to, to do different meets and whatnot. Like, you didn't, you didn't, you did, you just replace one problem with another problem. You're not really using this as a medium to get better. Or let's say someone that's clinging on to this identity, and then as soon as they get injured and they can't lift, they're just, like, spiraling out of control, just lost. Like, who yeah. am I? Maybe it's okay uh, to replace an unhealthy habit or obsession with a healthier one. Um, when I started uh, lifting or when I got really serious with lifting, it was when I was going through a lot of depression. So for a long time, I've dealt with depression. And so when I started lifting, it gave me an outlet. It gave me an outlet. And uh, two, about two years ago, I went through really, really deep depression. And lifting was the only thing that would get me out of my bed mm-hmm. and do something and come back. And I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know if I've replaced, you know, uh, something unhealthy but this, I, I don't know what I did. But what I do know <laughs> is that lifting has carried me through some tough times. Or even when my daughter moved away to college and I was by myself for the first time ever in my life. I had lifting to kind of fall back on. Right. I had the gym. I had that responsibility. So I'm, I, I, I needed something in my life to be responsible for. Like, you have to do this. And lifting was that thing for me. So it just, it's helped me and, uh, whether I replaced one obsession with another, I don't know, but I don't it's think, worked I don't, me. doesn't sound like it. I don't think so. Yeah. Like, I don't I, think so. It sounds like you, you just found a productive way to spend yeah. some time with yourself, get a little stronger and then work through some shit at the same time. Yeah. So yeah. like for me, when I first started competing, you know, like, at base level, like, yeah, I had fun, sure, like, I had a little crew, but at base level, it was still, like, going into it, not caring about, you know, I didn't care about, like, women's empowerment, like, oh, look at all these ladies out here, like, no, like, I went into it, like, how I used to play soccer in high school, like, I would knock bitches over, like, I was angry, <laughs> I was like, I hope that bitch trips, like, and... And when I, when I, yeah, it was, it was, it was nuts. When I played soccer, like, these people out here would, were, like, trying to murder you. Like, they would take out girls' ACLs. Like, it was just, like, pure rage. I don't wow. know what it is. Like, it was no sports. Like, sure, you, you did this, you know, I'm going to shake hands at the end and well, we're sportsmen-like. But, like, when you were on the field, it was, like, like, you didn't view your, your other people as humans. Like, you weren't, like, oh, I'm engaging in a sporting activity. Like, you went on there, you were, like, oh, I'm here to wreck it. I mean, I'm kind of feeling that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay, just don't hurt anybody. But I took took that same same energy into powerlifting, though, when I first started. So if I lost something, I was, uh, like, legitimately upset, you know? If I went somewhere and somebody was stronger than me, like, I was actually upset. Yeah. And that's what mean by like replacing a problem with another problem like that wasn't an outlet for me like that was a new source of stress oh interesting do you feel then that you overcame that though like how do you feel now when you lift uh yeah now I don't give a shit so that that has changed now I'm I'm going and having actual fun now I'm like cool I'm really glad my body let me do this today 
Yeah. This is a great time. You know, like if if I watch somebody in a competition outlift me, I'm like, dang, that bitch is strong. Yeah. <laughs> what am I gonna eat later? Like, <laughs> like it's that simple. Yeah, I mean, I think you you still have to be competitive to a certain extent. I'm very competitive, so if I see somebody my size <laughs> and they're lifting more than me. I'm not going to get mad, but I'm definitely going to be a little salty about it. Yeah, you feel some type of way, but, like, it shouldn't ruin your day, right? No, yeah, it, does, <laughs> it definitely doesn't ruin my day. Um, It just, it motivates me because now I'm like, uh, well, obviously I'm not doing it enough at the gym. Like, I'm going to have to, like, really give it my all. And it, you know, it pushes you a little bit. So I, I think healthy competitiveness is good and it could definitely be a driving force for your training but uh wanting to like murder somebody because they're stronger than you are not so yeah, that much just like a dash just a dash of competitive you know like a light dash of salt too much salt yeah. the food is ruined <laughs> Same thing. just a little dash is fine yeah 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 and yeah I, I i feel like sometimes you know i I might get too salty sometimes, but then I get over it. <laughs> then I get over it. I'm That's fine scary. afterwards. It's okay, but you'll check yourself, though. Oh, yeah. And I'll, like, follow them on Instagram, and I'll be like, oh, So, like, like, let me give you an example. So, last year, I did two national competitions, right? I mean, well, I did one. Well, the second one I didn't get to do. Hello. Anyways, I did one national competition, and I just showed up. Like, I looked at the events. And, you know, I did what I'm doing. Maybe I looked up, like, hashtags to see how people did certain movements. But otherwise, I just showed up. When I was, like, obsessed, angry me, I would look up the start list of the meet, and I would look up every single fucking person in my weight class. Oh, my God. And I would, like, scroll through their entire feed. No, oh, this is what she looked. Okay, so she'll probably get at least this. How'd she do at her last meet? With her last training. Oh, okay, she's not a game day lifter. All right, I'm not going to have to worry about her. Okay, next, go down the list. Okay, how's she doing? Like, what what was I doing? I think that a little bit of that is okay because you're strategizing and you're kind of looking to see where, you know, your strengths and weaknesses and their strengths and weaknesses, so that's fine. Um, But it it can lead to unhealthy habits. Yeah, it was a bit much. It was a bit much. So, you know, in the beginning, I really did just replace a problem with another problem. Like, I had some things I needed to work out. I had some things I had to figure out within myself and how I viewed myself in the world. And I didn't do that. And I just jumped into powerlifting. Like, oh, this is fine. This is what I'm doing now. And I just took my baggage with me. But look so. at you now. I mean, in so many ways powerlifting helped you work through those so even though you did replace a problem with a problem that second problem helped you work out some of that anger right well that's because at some point you have you may or may not have like that wake-up call or dash of lightning or whatever it is that snaps you out of it but not everybody does so when when was that wake-up call for you like when did you make that change uh, not until I started having autoimmune issues, really, where my body was like full stop. I'm not doing this anymore. And I was just like, hold on, what? Yeah, honestly, like 100% totally through that progression. It was probably just a couple years ago. 
pretty brand new. And so when I started um, lifting, I've been a bunch of different weights. But one of the reasons when I was over 200 pounds that I dropped down was because I wasn't strong enough to be at the weight I was at. Like I was seeing what everybody else was doing. And so then I started obsessing about that. Like, okay, how low of a weight class can I get down to so I could be competitive? And then, okay, if I get this and I can lift this much at that weight, okay, then I'm going to try to do it like, it was too much. Mm-hmm. It was way too much. Yeah. And with your autoimmune, there's no way you could do that. There's just no way. Like, you would make yourself sick. <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. Well, um, not that I'm glad that that happened to you. I'm just glad that you are <laughs> in a better place mentally. Yeah, we're on the other side. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. But I think those are just, I mean, that was a lot in general. But I think those are all things to think about. Find find the movement that you like to do. Mm-hmm. Find a good gym where you feel safe and you're not being harassed all day. Mm-hmm. Find a good coach if you could afford it. If you can't, there's still, you know, there's still levels of things that you might be able to afford. Just keep digging. Yeah. And, you know, find out, okay, how does my body respond? What adapt adapting do I need to do? And if you can't figure it out and the people around you can't figure it out, like, you know, Instagram, look up Wheelwad. You know, look at the accounts like I'm adaptive. Look at our account online. Yeah. Talk and to people. People will answer you. There, yeah. I There's really, there's very little excuse you can use to not being able to find um, a program. So yeah, coaching, obviously, financially, that sometimes is, is a hindrance for a lot of people. Um, but if you go online, you're going to have to either invest money or time. So if you ain't got money, then you got to make the time. And <clears throat> especially for like powerlifting and whatnot, there's so many programs that are really easy, very simple, you can follow, like starting strength, sometimes we'll put out like certain things you can do certain movements you can follow weights and whatnot right and a lot of coaches will give you free templates too they'll give you like a starter kit yeah you know they'll give you a free six eight weeks and you just you just follow that I think that I I did that sometimes um or even right now with um with my training and with the cops coming up and me working a little bit more on my endurance and my cardio I found like strong man wads online yeah this one guy was charging a monthly rate I'm like nah granted (laughs) it was really cheap but I'm still like nah um so I just I was like I'm just gonna go screenshot these wads and see which ones I like the best I feel will kind of you know help me the most um and just do those so you just have to dip your toes in the water and you're not gonna have all the information right away it's gonna be a little frustrating in the beginning but if you just stay with it, you're going to start finding more people, more information, more knowledge. Things get really easy. You start learning a lot. Um, you know, just learn how to use your resources. So, like, on Instagram, um, if I see a, a movement that's really cool or if I see a movement that will help with one of my weaknesses, I save everything. And I have, like, little categories for everything, like, you know, yep. hip mobility, squats. Uh, building bench or whatever and I save it into all those things so when it's my time to work on that thing 
I go back and I look at these profiles and I look at what they're doing. And obviously I make sure that it's people that are reputable and people that know what they're doing and they've been doing it for a long time, not just, you know, the latest, you know, influencer. Um, like you just, you, and you are going to have to weed through that. Like in the beginning, you're probably going to follow a bunch of shitty people, but it's okay. Yeah. You'll figure it out. You'll it's figure a it out. Stone. Yeah. It's a stepping stone to better people. And I mean, there's some great people like um, Cece Ingram. I follow her stuff to uh, on Instagram, and it's like she gives a lot of great free information. Yeah, for and, free. Or sometimes I'll just watch her posts of her deadlifting. Like it's not even informational. I'm just watching her movements. I'm just looking to see how she moves and how she does certain things. And I kind of try to study that. It's just for me, like studying and see how if. I should try it if it works for me, if it doesn't work for me. It's just, it's putting in the time. Yeah, and it'll come naturally. It'll come mm-hmm. naturally. I and mean, it's not that you're going to wake up one day and have raging, ridiculous muscles. And no, you're not going to get too bulky. And you don't have to worry about the toning anymore. Like, we're just going to get strong. We're going to be some boss-ass bitch and lifting some boss-ass shit. And you're going to have fun. You dip your toes in the water. And you're going to find out the water's just right. You're going to come mm-hmm. all the way in. You're going to be like, I'm going to chill right here. This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll find out. Exactly. You just have to kind of like, you know, go with your own vibes and just just listen to your body. I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned. Just listen to yourself. Trust yourself and just fucking do it. Exactly. That was perfect. Disabled girls out. Thanks for listening to Disabled Girls Who Left. We appreciate all of your support and everyone who's taken the time to show us some love. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, or write a review of our channel. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, and more. You can also find us on Instagram, at Disabled Girls Who Left.